My name is Nancy, and welcome to Planet of the Fancy Cats. And my name is Special Agent Oso, the unique stuffed bear, as voiced by Sean Astin. <laughs> That's very specific, Dave. That's an actual TV show. It's a kid's show, I'm assuming. No, it's gritty. It's a gritty crime drama. <laughs> it's on HBO. <laughs> it's HBO prestige drama. Special Agent Oso, as played by Brian Cranston. Why are we doing this emergency this emergency pod today? Uh, well, with all the uh, absurdity happening with the the GameStop stock gaming, wait, the what? <laughs> I don't know. The the, the the it's it's all about the GameStop stock. GameStop stock, tongue twister. So we wanted to do a bit of an explainer and also just kind of chat about the the absurdity of the situation. So like, I was only like sort of following this until yesterday, and then I was on a, a work call and. And someone brought it up and did like the the smallest amount of research possible and was like, oh, this sounds cool. <laughs> I in general know what short selling is, but I was like trying to explain it. And I was like, whoa, actually, I don't know what short selling is. Well, I, you know, first I'll say I'll begin by saying that GameStops are really ubiquitous. You know, there's a GameStop in just about every shopping center or mall that you go to. Uh, there was even a person who posted on Reddit the other day who was talking about how they used GameStop as a bank. So they would just pre-order every game that came out, and if they needed money, then they would go unpre-order the game, get the cash back from GameStop. If it if the game came out and they had still had it pre-ordered, cool, new game. <laughs> it seems really inefficient, but that is so weird. Like, why why not just act, use an actual bank? <laughs> like, you trust GameStop more than your bank? Apparently, I feel like the last time I played video games, there were not video game stores. Which shows how old I am and how little I play video games. See, I, and I play I play quite a few video games. Abigail and Nellie are both really into games. I play Minecraft with them a lot. Uh, and then when I have some spare time, sometimes I'll, I'll pop in a game and, and play for a bit. So I'm a little bit more plugged in. This kind of illustrates the arc of how the gaming industry has changed, right? And I guess how consumers buy games, right? Because... You know, especially with the pandemic, right? I'm sure that you don't need to go to a GameStop to buy games anymore. And with Steam and things where you can buy them online. Well, the the new, the next generation of Xbox and PlayStation both have a cheaper version, which doesn't even have a disk drive, which kind of shuts places like GameStop out all the way. You wouldn't go there at all. And, you know, there's arguments to be made to physical games because you can sell them back and you can buy them used. That doesn't benefit the game company as much, but it definitely created a whole industry of stores like GameStop and EB Games and even places like Best Buy. So let's let's step back and talk about the the bigger arch of the story, right? So basically what happened is that the Wall Street Wall Street Bets subreddit, the the community of users there noticed that there was a lot of short selling going on around three companies in particular, right? GameStop, Nokia, and AMC theaters, I believe. Yeah. And can you explain a little bit what short selling is? The way I understand it is that a trader will borrow a stock from a broker and they will immediately sell that stock. And they would do this because they would anticipate that the stock is going to lose value. So if you sell it for 10 and then the stock loses value and you buy it back at five and then you give it back to your broker, you've made $5. Now, the person who borrows the share has to give it back. So this is all predicated on the fact that you your hunch about the value 
that the company is going to lose has to be correct for this whole ploy to work out. The way that this whole thing has has played out is the idea was like, let's screw these short sellers by driving up the value of these stocks so that when when the short sellers have to return the stock to the broker, they lose money. Well, there was one that lost like $13 billion, <laughs> which is just amazing because GameStop isn't valued that high. They're not worth $13 billion. <laughs> News alert, news flash. It looks like we have a special guest joining us, uh, my brother Curtis. He is right in the middle of this. He is a he is an avid um, Reddit user and also a amateur investor. Is he a gamer as well? And he's a gamer. The trifecta. Well, one of the things I think that makes this so satisfying is stock traders are kind of dicks, right? I've never met like a, a person who sells stock for a living that isn't completely like hung up on money and just a complete ass about it. And they look down at the day traders. They call them like dumb traders or something like that, right? So where's Curtis? I see a black screen. You there, Curtis? I'm here. Let me just start by saying congratulations on the the new baby. Oh, thank you. Curtis, okay, so you're with us. And you, as we just described, you are, uh, you're like right in the middle of this. So tell us a little bit about your understanding of, of this whole situation and uh, what I heard from you this morning is that you actually bought some game stock. GameStop stock. I did. So I've been following this since it was uh, very early on and uh, kind of just the inklings of, hey, this could happen if you know we just dump money into this. That would be crazy and we'd get to screw the you know the Wall Street jerks that are constantly doing this to us. And it was a it was a lot of like I can't believe these idiots short a stock to 148 percent of its total value. <laughs> they were like they're like this. There's this huge opportunity. Everybody jump in on it. Um, plus, GameStop's looking to like reorganize and and change its its brand basically, and it's got a new head. And you know this could actually be a good investment. I started looking at it when it was at like nine dollars, and I was like, yeah, you know whatever. And then it. Yeah, I took a look at it again at $40 and then again at, you know, $90. And I was just like, I'm an idiot. I should have jumped in on this a long time ago. And then I kept waiting anyways until my wife and I were just like, you know, this is going to explode on Friday uh, when all of the shorts are due. And so it's it's been a crazy, crazy ride just, you know, jumping in on it and watching it go up and down and seeing getting involved in the Wall Street Bets subreddit and just learning their lingo and just having fun with a friend of mine as we watch this, you know, skyrocket up and then crash back down and just all this crazy stuff. But I mean, today it's it's taken a turn. This became this became a mainstream news story. And I think that there's a lot of reasons why I think it this is a I think a turning point where all of a sudden um, people are seeing the power of like these sort of distributive networks of people to like rise up and exert themselves. And I think you're seeing, you know, the system try to reassert its dominance on planet of the meerkats we are we are in we are in no politics zone here but i think we can all agree no matter your politics that like uh it's actually kind of fun to screw over hypocrites i think we all know that the the system is like definitely rigged against us when 
the system screws us out, out of our money all the time. And then it's like the minute that people try to organize and like strike back and the system is like, no, 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 no. These rules are for us, not for you. Well, you know, it's crazy when both Donald Trump Jr. and AOC agree. And Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. And Ted, Ted Cruz, Cruz yeah. tweeted AOC <laughs> in a positive way. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It brings us all together. <laughs> It's just been crazy. It's, you know, with Robin Hood blocking blocking trades because of who they're backed by and just all this stuff. And then, you know, even in their tagline, yeah. Even in Robin Hood's tagline, it's like bringing power to the people and their name, their name alone, Robin Hood, right? Stealing from the rich to give to the poor. They're doing the exact opposite. We had a poll on a recent episode where we asked people to rank Rob, modern Robin Hoods. And I think that this version of Robin Hood would rank even lower than Taron Egerton's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, le the least favorite Robin Hood of all time. You were previously using Robin Hood, were you not? And you've now decided you're going to pull your money out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll never use their platform again. They personally backed uh, Melvin Capital to the tune of $1.7 after, I think it's like Citrix or something like that, already bailed him out to the tune of $2.75 billion. So... You know, the guy's got $4 billion in backing after losing, you know, X billions in the trade in the first place. And it's all just to prevent, you know, retail investors from winning. It's just, it's crazy. How much money do you need to throw at something before you just throw in the towel and you're, you're like, all right, you can take this win and we'll, we'll reorganize and see how we can prevent you from doing this again. No, it's just like, nope. We're going to change all the rules, block you from even being able to do anything about it, and then laugh our way to the bank. So did you did, did you manage to make a lot of money on this? No, I'm actually losing pretty big right now because as soon as they turned off trading, it, you know, the market reacted immediately and, and everything went down. But I'm still holding on till tomorrow because that's when all of the shorts expire and it takes a certain amount of time, even if he tried to uh, cover his shorts today to be able to actually buy all of that. Um, so it should have a positive reaction on the stock value itself. And then I'll probably either try to get out without losing anything or you know see how high it goes. It hit $500 briefly today and I would have made a killing. And then now it's collapsed in half. Wow. And it's, it's all thanks to this TD Ameritrade, I believe, and Robinhood blocking the ability to purchase. I see a pretty significant lawsuit coming out of this against them. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. I mean, it's all over the place. Abandoned Robinhood moved to you know this brokerage and this brokerage. And it's all the people that aren't blocking trades. I did see a conspiracy theory today that said that this is all a Steve Bannon operation. To, to sink Biden because because if we can if we can create turmoil in the stock market, it's like wow that that's some galaxy brain thinking there to like connect all those dots. It's big it's big brain time. Yeah, one of the things I like is seeing uh, Reddit usernames plastered all over newspapers. Oh man, they're the best. <laughs> like according to <laughs> Dummy Thick Daddy. <laughs> I like po potato in my ass. <laughs> Curtis, thank you for joining and explaining what's going on. Yeah, we hope to have you again to talk about this once you've made millions of dollars. It might be a while then. 
<laughs> All right, peace, Kurt. It was great to talk to you. Like I said, congratulations again. All right, Special Agent Oso. I know you have to go back to work, and uh, Nancy has a lot of important stuff to do today. Fancy, fancy stuff, I hope. Very fancy. I have, a, I have a burrito that's waiting for me upstairs. I just had some re- leftover roundtable pizza. Until next time, this has been a short segment from the Planet of the Meerkats. Whoop. <laughs>